0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Casual KO. After a week off, we're coming in early. We're going to try and do these things early. Sometimes we get them going on, like, Thursday night before the pay-per-view. But, uh, you know, Alex, who tries to stay ahead of the curve and, and tries to, you know, put the information out while it's, you know, we, we try to get ahead of the lines here is what I'm trying to say. And and I, I tend to agree that, yeah, the earlier we do this, the better. And, man, I mean, what an interesting little pay-per-view here. I actually, on paper, had the best uh, record from from, like, what we marked down. But my betting night was awful. I think that Alex probably had the best betting night out of the three of us from what I saw.
1: And I still only broke even, so that should tell you enough,
0: dude. It was bad. It was bad, man. Like I, I think I went. Uh, there was there was twelve fights, correct? And I went six and six, and breaking like go, going, you know, half half and half being the best. It's not our best night as a show, guys. We need to up the fucking quality of the research and the picks. We we all do as a collective. So, um. You know my my best bet, realistically, and I'm not proud of it. It was probably Rocky last week, right? Raquel Pennington. You guys were hating on me. Um, you, you both had Silva submissions round two and three. I had Rocky KO round five. It, she wasn't sniffing a KO at any point in time. Um, it seemed like the best bet. I mean, you know, I'm trying to look here. With what we all had. Also, Patterson was one that I called. Yeah,
2: Patterson out. was by far your best
0: bet. You think so? Okay. Because I, I just didn't see it like, like that because Johan, I, I was telling you guys, Johan's not UFC material. Um, I did. I was I was kind of pushing back on you guys after we had all picked Gordon the first fight of the night. I was saying, you know, Flick is not as bad as we're saying he is. And, um, you know, formally I, I, I called him. um, We called against him on the show. But um, yeah, man. I'm I'm DDP obviously was uh, Alex's best pick. In hindsight, it seems like you know a, a no brainer. Um, man, Jared, you picked Mike Malat, dude. Uh, yeah, but you know what? No, but my bet was the over one and a half
2: at minus one twenty five. That was what saved my night, or geez. at least tried to.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right with that. Um, but I mean, dude, uh, Alex and myself both sniping out Neil Magny on that one was, was... no. You
2: said Neil Magny could only win a decision. Don't act like you were I fucking. Come that. on,
0: I did say that, but I did, I did take Neil, and and for the record, Alex did as well. Hey, but how about that over one and a half? The hell is a lock? That was a lock. We got fucked here on um on where are we at? No, what's the oh, Jordan, Jordan? That was a horrible, a horrible read on all of our parts. And then Jared, your best bet, if I might say so myself, was uh, Tavares against City. Right? Um, that was an interesting, interesting little look there because um, even though you know the decision didn't really seem to go the way that it seemed uh, it should have, you know, you, you did lock that in. Also, I had Robertson. You guys both took Polly. Um, I took Robertson by decision, though we all had decision. And uh, who would have thought Robertson would have actually gotten a fucking knockout there? So I, I had the best night here on paper personally, um, but man, I think we're gonna. I think that you know once some shit gets back to normal a little bit, because that was a wild, weird card. Um, I think that that it's gonna be a lot more even. And um, we're going to actually get into the winning column. So let's let's I mean, what do, what do we want to talk about before we actually get going on the card here? Weird NFL stuff going on. I got fucked over twice this week by the Golden State bitch ass Warriors, dude. One point losses against the Lakers and against the Sacramento Kings. So the 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 you know Steph Curry and the uh the Golden State Warriors are dead to me. Never betting on them again. They've basically cost me $300 in a week. Uh so fuck them. Uh anything going on with you guys though that's hopefully more positive. Jared?
2: Uh definitely not positive, but the 1FC card that happened this morning, I woke up at 3:30 a.m. to watch this card. Mainly just to watch Super like as the main event, but I did want to see Sage Northcutt fight because I think he's overrated. I was hoping he was going to get submitted by a forty-year-old submission specialist, and so this is one of the few pay-per-views they do. And when Sage Northcut is supposed to walk out, they announced John Lineker, yeah, the five-foot-two, hundred and thirty-five pounder, walking in to fight the six-foot-two, hundred and seventy pounder. In an open weight matchup, they didn't mention that Sage Northcutt had pulled out until Lineker was walking out. And I'm like, it just rubbed me the wrong way. It felt like they were trying to get that pay-per-view money from the Americans because there's only two Americans on the card. One's a submission grappling match, which who cares about that? And the other one's Sage Northcutt. So it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I was looking forward to hopefully seeing Sage get submitted. And... And to say that, I watched one of my favorite fighters, John Lineker, get absolutely ragdolled by a dude three weight classes above him. Yeah, stupid.
0: Now, does this make the I know you're a big one FC guy. You got the one FC, uh, you know, the one the one uh championship shit hoodie right there. Right. Does it drop the stock in your opinion at all?
2: Initially, it did. Because it just bothered me so much. Maybe it was because it was 5 a.m. And I was like, what the fuck is this? But I thought about it a little more rationally later in the day. The UFC pisses me off on a regular basis. And this is the first time one has really rubbed me the wrong way. So I can't be too mad at them here. They have some weird practices over in Asia when it comes to the entertainment business. But UFC pisses me off all the time. So I guess I'll let one sneak one by me
0: interesting i will say bkfc did not disappoint this week and it was a phenomenal event if you guys happen to catch that, i didn't
2: even know they had a card this week
0: yeah it wasn't marketed very well but uh yeah this was uh next week uh, also on um uh friday uh february 2nd here in the u.s really really good card. uh freaking luis palomino versus austin trout that's gonna be
1: start covering those cards in the future
0: Hey, I, I'm down, dude. I'm down. I just can't make any bets. I can't place any bets. Um, you know, can't,
2: can't. I feel like those got to be tough to get into. I mean, I feel like there's not much tape on any of these guys.
0: There is, man, because they come over a lot of these guys come over from, um, you know, UFC, um, LFA, boxing, all kinds of different things. You can go and watch how they fight. Um, but yeah, a lot of them, you know, they're they're one and one, they're three and zero, things like that. But Luis Palomino's nine and zero, and then Austin Trout is the former uh, light middleweight WBC boxing champion. So I mean, like he's fought Canelo, he's fought like the Charlos, like all these like. bad... I mean, it's a fucking good main event, dude. To be honest, and uh, you know, I'm not just saying that because I work there, but it's. I mean, th- this is a stacked card, and it's a it's an important event for the organization too. So. Uh, definitely worth checking out. And uh, I think DraftKings offers lines on these fights, too. Mostly just money lines. But anyway, Alex, what's going on with you this week, dude? Long time no talk.
1: Just lost money on the Ravens. Kind of mush. Yeah,
0: dude. Depressed. How about that (laughs) 13-yard pass Lamar Jackson threw to himself, though? That was kind of
1: I I I just wanted to turn off the TV after a while. (laughs) And I definitely had the wrong read on that game. You know, that Pfizer sponsorship is going a whole long way. Dude, you're not fucking joking, man.
2: It's Dude, awful. I, I got to be honest. I feel like, why were you not guys not all over the Chiefs? Taylor Swift? She, they're, they're in the Super Bowl. She's, I bet you she performs at halftime.
0: There were, uh, well, no, they already broke this down, and it's funny that you say the halftime show. It's supposed to be Usher and a couple other people. Oh, they'll sneak her in there. I wouldn't be surprised. But dude, like there was this conspiracy theory going on earlier in the year where it was supposed to be because when DraftKings dropped their their logo for the Super Bowl, it was red and purple. So this was going to be the the 49ers and the Ravens, right? Now, obviously the Ravens go out there and lose the 49ers. Unless I missed something, the 49ers won um so yeah dude just a weird it's red and red there it has nothing to do with this and this is where like psyops come in like just like intentionally placed information that that misdirects betters dude so Main uh,
2: terror, well, we
1: say this
0: and whenever when it goes
2: mainstream i already know where he's going with it whenever Every it goes guy, mainstream
1: baby. it's a fade and that's what everyone was talking about it when it's an underground opinion that's when it's it's something where it has some backing to it
0: well that's what's tough though is that you know if this was a mainstream narrative still it it was half right you know what i mean it's it's half correct here in this stance so it's just weird dude i'm conspiracy theories are getting really frustrating and old to me because conspiracy people have this thing about them where they say that we're always right we're ne- we're never wrong about all these things they're fucking wrong right here hard, hard. oh yeah i mean people spent some money on this it was a couple of great games, but damn, dude, like, I don't know if we can really say that the NFL is that rigged at this point, It, it, it you know, unless that that narrative was put out there to to kind of like counteract what's actually going on. But nonetheless, man, I think what it is in the case of the NFL, and then we'll move into what we're talking about, unless you guys got anything else. I think it's the referees that really throw these games. It's not the players. The players aren't going in there. Unless they're maybe like the Travis Kelseys of the world that are getting paid twenty million dollars to do these Pfizer ads. And the 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 Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reeds to do these state farm ads. Um it it it's weird, man. It's not possible that all of these NFL players are all in on it. And that's my opinion. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Weird. But makes a lot
2: of sense, though. There's so many moving
0: parts in football.
2: You get the referees on it. That's a good way to control the game as much as you can.
0: Well, dude, I you know, last last thing I'll say about this here is that I was talking with my mom and dad. My mom and dad aren't big conspiracy people. My dad is more so than my mom. But are you guys familiar with the high school coach? I'm sorry, the NBA coach, um, and I think referee as well. That was – like all these fucking referees in the 70s went to the same high school together. Have you heard of this theory? No, no, not at all. Okay, I'm going to pull this up right now. It was Crosby or something like that. NBA refs went to same high school, I'm typing in on my phone. And we'll see what we get. It should pop right up here. Yeah, Joey Crawford. So Joey Crawford went to um, Cardinal O'Hara High School with four other mainstream NBA referees from 1969 to 1974. So all these same different referees are going to one high school. So think of your high school. And then think of like you, and five of your four of your buddies, all being freaking referees in in like a professional sport. That doesn't work out like that, dude. Like that's not that's not by coincidence. That's intentional. So, it's just it's a weird situation, man. It's it's the referees. It's not necessarily the players. But I digress. Uh, let's get into this shit here. Let's roll into this, dude. Gonna share my screen. I thought initially that Pete Rodriguez was going to be in the first fight of the night. I just want to comment on the Pete Rodriguez fight first. So Alex, I will pass this one to you first and then Jared, you can take it and then we'll, we'll do our little, uh you know, alternating here, but Thomas Peterson versus Jamal Pogues, Jamal Pogues being this kind of, it almost seems like a, a bar tester type figure in the heavyweight division in the ufc thomas peterson coming off of uh the contender series um interesting fight but alex give your thoughts here man i, I do like thomas because uh he has an easy
1: path to victory here we haven't seen jamal fight a wrestler we haven't seen it how he does off his back you know i was kind of leading for another sloppy heavyweight fight on the over one and a half but um You know, I only see Thomas the only one who could have finishing ability here. Unless he gets, you know, a little bit tired later on in the fight. But I guess I'm going to go Thomas. A secondary bet would be over one and a half. But I'm going to go Thomas. And I'm kind of leaning to finish here. It's just, and I love his nickname, The Train, man. It's got to be one of the greatest nicknames in the, in, in the, in the sport of MMA, man. Like, I'm a big, uh, The Train fan. And, um, you know kind of keeping it simple yeah i like thomas i think he has the wrestling ability here and that goes a long way with me especially since we haven't seen jamal do any type of wrestling he's a boxing base and he's not the greatest boxer either low volume right and um yeah i think he's gonna take his second l here
0: okay i respect it jared where are you at here man i'll be right back but uh give us your thoughts
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be like zero help on this fight. I did zero research. Uh, I just looked at this fight. First fight of the night, low-level heavyweights. I'm like, this is the 1-800-GAMBLER fight of the card. It's not a fight I plan on going anywhere near. If I have to make a pick, I guess I'll say Thomas Peterson gets a knockout. And that's not based on any opinion on Peterson. That's just based on Jamal Pogues is bad. That's all I know of him. Um, with these contender series guys, they get a little overrated and they all, they seem to always come into the UFC's favorites. Um, he's probably the rightful favorite here just cause Poges is that bad, but this is a fight. I did no research. Didn't look into this fight a bit. This is the one 800 gambler fight. I want nothing to do with it. I'll say Thomas Peterson and we'll say he'll get a ground and pound knockout round one.
0: I like him. Yeah, man. Um, dude, you, that that's what's interesting is that everyone seems to be on Peterson right now. It, it doesn't seem like a crazy line for all of that. Pogues is decent. Um, Pogues fought uh, that Mick Parkin, right, last time? Yep. So, you know, Mick Parkin was supposed to be this badass. He trains with uh, Tom Aspinall. Got an autographed card by Tom Aspinall, by the way. Just got one recently. And um, dude, I, I I just don't I don't know exactly where Pogues is, man. Peterson's striking is horrible. It's so bad. Man, just to be a contra uh, like a contrarian here, Jared, you're going KO round one, ground and pound specifically. I'll take Pogues.
2: Now, I don't know if you heard my first part. I did zero oh. research on this fight. Okay. I I want nothing to do with it this is the 1-800 gambler fight low-level heavyweights i'll always maintain the easiest way into the ufc is be a heavyweight or be a woman i want yeah. nothing to do with it
0: yeah you're not lying um i i i would not recommend betting on this either i i recommend that if you are going to bet it does go over the plus 1.5 it's a solid bet that Alex is throwing out there. I think that is the move, but just for the sake of some contrarianism, um, you know, betting on the underdog here, I'll take Pogues. I will take Pogues um, more established, fought better dudes. I don't know. Peterson has great wrestling, but that is it. His striking is like my deaf Corgi, my little dog. That's deaf. It's like him punching me. It's, it's bad, dude. He's got bad striking. Um. So, yeah, weird, weird thing there. But uh, let's move on to the second fight of the night. This is a much better fight. We've got Markel Maderos versus Landon Quinones. Jared, why don't you lead us off on this uh, nice little fight, second fight of the night?
2: Yeah, so this is a fight I actually did do research on. Quinones, he was a guy. He came on to the ultimate fighter. He was one and done. His first fight on the Ultimate Fighter, he falls into like a triangle, like a minute into the fight. Wasn't a good look. After the Ultimate Fighter, he goes back to Titan FC, crushes another can. And mm-hmm. then he gets a short notice debut against Nazareth Hack Press. He fights Nazareth, and on paper, this was supposed to be a mismatch, and it was supposed to be an easy finish for Nazareth. Quinones didn't give him that easy fight. You know, he lost the fight, but I could still take a lot of positives away from it. Nazareth's lead leg was chewed up. quinona has got some real hard low kicks, and he caused some serious trouble. The cardio might be a little bit questionable because he significantly slowed down in that third round, but he was on short notice. I want to give him a little bit of a pass there, but this guy isn't bad. I think he's, uh, I think he's a lot better than he's being given credit for. When yeah. I look at Markel Medeiros, he's a guy I have a lot of question marks around him. Because these guys that come into the contender series, they usually don't have the best strength of schedule leading up to it. And then the guys that are fighting in contender series, they're the same way. So you really don't know how much to range his skills. He had a big knee knockout that earned him a contract. He looked good in that fight. But I feel like this is one of these instances where he's coming in as an overrated favorite from the contender series. Right. So with that being said, I'm going to go with the guy that I see improving fight to fight. And a guy that I th- think he can cause some trouble. So I'm going to go with Quinones. And I'll say he edges out a decision because Medeiros, he is a tough dude. He has some hard shots, especially early. But Quinones weathers that storm. I think he can really cause some damage in this fight and get himself a, his first UFC win.
0: Yeah, dude. I think that, uh, I mean, Everything that you're saying makes so much sense. There's this this fade idea and and I don't think that we were recording when we talked about this and and obviously Jared uh Jared and Alex were both talking about this uh off air here. But y- you Jared have this list of like fighters that you want to fade, right? And they, you know there's a criteria, they're undefeated. Um
2: they have to be undefeated in the UFC.
0: In indef- undefeated in the UFC. That's right. So there's like these little, there's these points, right? And I think that what's really a, a spot to fade is these people coming off of contender series that have shiny records, right? Eight and one, even a four and one record. is That's a good record, dude. You know, a two and one record is a good record going up. And, and if you're a new uh, fighter coming in, And you have this shiny record and you're coming off the contender series. The contender series is built like the bachelor, right? Like the show, the bachelor where it's like, it's not true. It's not real. What's going on there. This is, these are essentially, these are amateur fights or regional fights, but they're meant to look real. They're meant to look professional. And I don't, I don't think that Medeiros has it yet. I think in is going to get this win I think he might get a knockout here. I think that he might finish um, potentially around one or two. Give me a, a Quinones, uh round two knockout. Alex, what do you got here, man? I'm I'm with you guys. I'm on
1: Landon. I was impressed with his last fight. I'm going to agree with Jared here. I'm on the decision, baby. I think he's going to edge it out. Leg kicks dirty, man. I was impressed. I, I like Landon here. Give me that dog money, baby. Woo.
2: I like it. Well, you know what that means. Medeiros is a luck now.
0: <laughs> yeah, no shit. All three They're of us. All siding on one side. Um we'll look and we'll revisit. We'll revisit this and uh you know pay attention to the uh to the social media and stuff like that. Alex, what is that social media for you guys over there? And what's the YouTube? At
1: profit picks, P R O P H E T underscore picks, and Jared is at Teep Picks, T E E P Picks. Follow us both on YouTube and Instagram, whatever socials you want.
2: I have a whopping 26 followers on Instagram. I want to say six of them are real people. (laughs) Two of them is Ryan and Alex.
0: Hey, you know what? You got to start somewhere. Fucking uh, keep making good picks. And
2: yeah, so shoot me a follow. And if you don't, your mom's a cunt.
0: That's a fact for sure. Like I said, I, the main one that I want to weigh in on is, uh, Two fights from now, but I will start with this one here. Julia Stolioranko versus Luana Carolina. Holy shit, what a tough fight to really break down because neither one of these fighters are great. Stoliarenko, if I'm not mistaken, she beat McCann uh, in her last fight. Molly McCann, right? Uh, yep,
2: showed so- Molly's great fight IQ.
0: Yeah, and, and that's the thing. You know, we have this this idea where, you know, maybe, you know, fighters that have fought each other and then they're on the same card together. Don't forget
2: McCann slept Carolina. uh, When it was in England. Uh,
0: Yeah. A year, year and 10 months ago. I kind of think Carolina wins this man. Um, It's a low level women fight. It's a low level women fight. And um, in, in a circumstance like this, I think you know, she, she's the better striker. She's the taller woman. She's the more aggressive woman, right? Alex is is freaking out over there. I, I, I have a feeling that you agree with me. Luana Carolina, I think, is the side here, dude. And it's not because, you know, it's a lock. Like, I, I wouldn't parlay Luana up. Uh, maybe Alex has something different to say. But Luana by a boring decision potentially around three knockout these aren't killers these are low level you know bad bad fighters but at the end of the day uh, i think luana has the pieces to actually get this done alex you're excited about this what do you got here dude
1: easy give me another dog back to back doggies man avoid that sub and it's all over it's all over. She, started, she avoids it on Bob. This is easy. She only got one way to win, and she's a favorite. We all know Julia should be the the dog in this spot. Give me that dog money on Luana. This is one of the fights that stood out to me. I said, give me that.
0: Okay. get her by decision?
1: Uh, I'm going to go... <sighs> Uh, the, the the method's going to be a lot harder because I'm just going to not get greedy take that plus 100 money line. I know the line's going to swap, too. I know
0: it. It should.
1: Get it in early, if you're hearing this. Get it in early, but I'll go knock out round two. <laughs> let's go. Let's get greedy. Okay. Shit. Sure.
0: Jared, tell us why we're crazy. <sighs> All
2: right. Well, I guess fucking silly rank goes a because I agree with you guys again. We got Muay Thai versus BJJ. I'm taking Muay Thai every time. Both of these girls suck in their own way. Neither of these girls are good. But Stolyaranko, her striking is non-existent. Her striking defense is non-existent. Luana Carolina, her takedown defense is actually okay. Her grappling skills are non-existent. Neither of these girls are good. I'm taking the lesser of two evils here. As long as this fight stays on the feet, Luana should be dogging on this girl. So... She has pretty decent technical striking. I'm just gonna side with her to outpoint her. And like you said, it's gonna be a boring decision. Yeah. Although Stulyoranko, she likes to pull guard and put herself in vulnerable positions. I wouldn't be shocked to see Luana Carolina get a knockout here. But I'll take her by decision. But as far as a bet, I'm gonna take her on the money line. As long as this fight stays on the feet, she's gonna dog on Still Stulyoranko does she has great grappling. But for a girl with great grappling, you'd like to think she has great takedowns. She doesn't. Her takedown accuracy, accuracy sitting is sitting to something like 30%. Against... She's
0: the less attractive, less talented Mackenzie Dern.
2: That's a bit of a reach. I don't think I'd – I mean, I don't know. I hear Mackenzie Dern. Yeah, less attractive, that's for sure. I don't <laughs> know. I'll, I'll give Dern – I mean, I know Dern has horrible takedowns too, but I, I'll give Dern a little more credit here. At least Dern has a number next to her name, something that's still your ankle and never yeah. see
0: After how she fought Jessica Andrade, after Andrade just got fucked up three times back-to-back-to-back, I don't know how you can give Mackenzie Dern much credit, but I hear you. Um, Maybe you got a soft spot in your heart for her, but that's fine.
2: Yeah, dude. Oh, dude, I I was against her against Andrade. I love calling people to break them losing streaks. That was a great night for me.
0: Yeah, hell yeah. Well, good, dude, because, yeah, I think that uh, I was on, uh, uh, on Dern that night, but... Yeah, I, I something about this doesn't seem right though. I you, you know you wonder what Vegas knows that we don't. Um, to put Stolyarenko as the favorite, maybe it's just you know the hype train of Molly McCann, and you know we'll get to that fight later. Um, you know beating Molly McCann, who who uh, undoubtedly I, I think that Vegas still sees her as something. And I, I really don't think that she's anything, man, uh, Molly McCann, that is. So maybe they're just ranking that win and that dominant win, by the way, um, highly. So I don't know. But, um, Jared, I'll go back to you on this uh, Blake Builder versus Jong Yong Lee fight. And uh, normally we would go to Alex after this. But I am, like I said, I'm taking the next one uh, first. But who do you got with Blake Builder, Builder uh, and Zhang Yong Lee?
2: Well, first off, this is great matchmaking because these guys are actually really similar in a lot of ways. Both guys have never been finished. Both guys have very questionable strength of schedule. And both guys are fast, they're explosive, and they both like to push a pace. So this is all the makings of a really, really good fight. Um, I might give Lee a little bit of a speed advantage. Um, So Blake, But I'll start with Blake Builder. Blake Builder, he comes into the UFC. And he gets an absolute layup of a fight against Shane Young. He does what he's supposed to do. He beats Shane Young. And then he gets another fight against Kyle Nelson, who at the time, he was like two and four in the UFC. He a
0: was Canadian. supposed to
2: be in. Yeah, I, that was in Canada, right?
0: Yeah. And, and so and in fighting a Canadian man, you should win.
2: Right. Especially after what we recently saw. Yes. But it was supposed to be another favorable matchup for him. And that fight played out really close. I lost money on Blake Builder that night, but at least I got to learn a lot about him. Right. This guy has trouble checking kicks. It, I For whatever reason, he just doesn't check kicks. He just lets them happen, and his leg. by round three, his leg was gone. And he had a hard time getting around Kyle Nelson's jab. Jabbing and low kicking are two things that Lee does often. I mean, both these guys are explosive, but the questionable talent – that they've faced it is a hard pick this fight is very very even which is why the odds are where they are i'm going to give a slight edge to lee coming off the road to ufc a lot of people disagreed with him winning the final there i thought it was you know i rewatched it the other day it was a close fight but just because it's close doesn't make it a robbery so lee's a good fighter man and I, I feel like this fight might spend a decent amount of, amount of time pressing against a cage with Builder trying to get Lee to the ground. Lee has very good takedown defense, but he, let, he does hang out on the cage a lot. If you do get him on his back, the second this guy hits his back, he is constantly going for subs. He's constantly throwing for elbows. If he doesn't do either of those two things, he's trying to get back to his feet. That's a guy that I don't mind having my money behind. So I'm going to take Lee here to... Beat Builder in a very close decision.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on the close decision part, but uh, Alex, where are you at here, dude?
1: I agree. This is one of the fights I'm probably going to stay away from. I see a close decision. If I'm going to give out any bets, I'm going to tell them to take the over. It's going to be juiced. You know, I'd cap much? it at around yeah. 250, you know, so it'd have to be a Pile piece. And in my opinion, you know, I, I kind of like Blake, you know. I, I think he's he's going to show a different strategy after the last fight. I thought the last one was close, too, even against Kyle. I thought he could have won that. You know, I did lose money on Blake in that fight, too. And, um, you know, this is just one gun to my head. I'll take Blake by a close decision, but I'm not super confident on it. Definitely one of the fights that I'm not going to be throwing
0: any money down the drain towards. Okay. Yeah, man, I agree with your pick, Alex. I disagree that his last fight was close. I think that he shit the bed. I think that he absolutely shit the bed against Kyle Nuss, and that's just my opinion, obviously. Um, But I am on the Blake Builder side, and I think that he – I think the public's low on him now. And I think that you need to fade the public in a spot like this, where neither one of these dudes is too talented. Um, Jared, you're either going to look like a genius or going to look dumb on this. You know what I mean? Like that, then that's how we all look after all these bets, right? You're 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 in, in your case, Jared, you're going to look like you're the average casual better, or you're going to look like a fucking brilliant, you know, you, you sniped out a solid pick here. Cause I really do think that this goes 29, 28. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's very, very close. So no matter what happens here, neither of us are wrong. Until fight night, until after these dudes fight, so probably not a fight that anyone should bet. But um, yeah, I'm on. I'm on Blake Builder. I think that he could, in a weird world, I think he could get a knockout here. Obviously, you know, neither of these dudes been uh, been finished like that. But I think that uh, I think Builder could get the knockout. Uh, I just want to make sure. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's been finished. No one's been finished here. So. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Blake Builder went in when he did get the finish over uh, the only person that he ever finished was Alex Morgan. Um, or I'm sorry, not the only person that he ever finished. I thought that he I actually remember a knockout in that. So I'm misremembering everything. So just disregard what I'm saying. But yeah, that Alex Morgan fight, they were hyping up this Canadian prospect as like the next GSP. And he, oh, you
2: dude! You're not fully wrong there. He fucking dropped that dude and snatched up his neck. So I, I, I can see where you remember it feeling like a knockout because he did drop him.
0: Right. It was like a, it was a dominant. Like it, it, it was a, a a very good win. Like it was like holy shit! This dude was an underdog heading into that, and he just went in there and just demolished this guy. Outclassed him in every sense of the word. But uh, yeah, very, very interesting. Um, let's move on though. It's going to be a close fight. Blake Builder versus Zhang Young Lee. This is my hot take of the evening and and you guys, you know, you might not like it. I don't I don't give a shit though cuz I'm I'm solid on this one. We got Themba Grembo versus um Pete Rodriguez. Now, it's not just because Themba Grembo is a Tucson guy and this is where I live. This is, you know, Themba uh Grembo He's not that good, dude. He he really isn't this guy that is a fucking killer. His 11 and 4 record looks great. He's a minus 300 favorite here on Tapology. But this guy is not a, a, a he's not a finisher. He's not a badass dude. He's not somebody that's going to go out there and really do anything too crazy. He's got bad wrestling, but his wrestling is better than his striking. His striking is dog shit. Pete Rodriguez is you know you, you guys might disagree um but Pete Rodriguez I mean he's got I mean he's got power dude that's his main thing that's the only way that he wins every single one of his fights is uh knockout knockout win knockout loss he's got five knockouts uh on, under his belt and then he's been knocked out once he was knocked out by Jack della Madalena so that's not a horrible loss, man. This is the Jack Della Madalena, to some people's like the fucking second coming out here. So for Pete Rodriguez to only have that one loss, that's not that bad. Now, yes, his highlight real knockout is Mike Jackson, not a great win, right? I mean, this I I feel like I could knock out Mike Jackson. Um I, I just I don't I don't see why people are on the Themagarimbo train. Um, he just got that free house by The Rock. I feel like everyone is going to be on him. Everybody's going to say, like, oh, dude, Thimba Grimbo all day. He's the fucking, he, he you know, The Rock endorses him and all this shit. Give me Pete Rodriguez, man. And for all the people out there saying that Pete Rodriguez couldn't make weight, this is up a weight class. He's got an extra 15 pounds to fuck around. He was trying to fight Nathan Levy at 155. This is now at welterweight at 170. Give me Pete Rodriguez by knockout in round one against the the passive, not no killer instinct, Themba Garembo man. Give it to me all day. Pete Rodriguez, KO round one. Alex, where are you at, dude? Uh, I've
1: been back and forth. I've been back and forth. I don't think Themba is is trustworthy at this line. I mean, how do you not go with Pete Rodriguez at this line at plus 235, you know? He looks good. I I think he's just a little bit too small. I think them is going to have that that size advantage on him, you know what I mean? And that's what scares me here. I I, I just uh, I want to take Pete. I do. It's just I feel like he's too small. I really do. I think that size advantage is going to be evident when they match up. And for all we know, You know, they are coming both out of good camps. I I just another fight I won't be touching. I'll tell you that. But uh I I guess I'm gonna go Themba by Nako. Probably round two. You'd probably get clipped up in round one and everyone who everyone will sweat, but I I feel like it's gonna be a back and forth fight. I just think the way to beat Themba, you have to be a grappler. You have to be. You know? Um I just think they got this one capped correctly. I think the line is a little bit off. I do see the value in Pete, but I, I see Themba getting it done. Not super confident. Not something I'm gonna be parlaying. But the official pick, Themba knockout round
0: two. Okay. Yeah, this is why I said this earlier. You know, most of of Themba's wins come by submission, and Jared, when you were shaking your head, that's why, you know, I, I'm interested to see what your take is on this. He's not a good striker, dude. Temba is not a good striker, and he's going against a fucking hammer fist in Pete Rodriguez. Um, give me your thoughts on this.
2: All right, I got to say, I'm a little upset this is your hot pick of the night because this was supposed to be my hot pick of the night. <laughs> Here you go stealing my thunder. Hey, man. Temba Garimbo it, 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 should Arizona not die.
0: Uh, if, if, if you think I'm going to let you take the Tucson, Arizona card.
2: Fair I, I, enough. Fair enough, but Themba Grimbo should not be minus three hundred against anybody right now. I love it. This dude on the feet, I actually thought he wasn't like he's long, he's rangy. I've seen him land a couple good strikes, and then he immediately starts spamming takedowns. Right, and for somebody that's so hell bent on wrestling, you'd think he'd be good at wrestling. This right. dude's takedowns are not good. I mean, honestly, this this guy's not a good fighter, and you know. Or at least UFC caliber, in my opinion. And that's not to say, you know, Pete Rodriguez is, you know, the next big thing, but Pete Rodriguez is the definition of kill or be killed. I don't think Rimbo has much killing ability in him. Pete Rodriguez, he gets a short notice debut in Australia against Jack Della. And of course, that went horribly. But the UFC was nice enough to give him an absolute layup against Mike Jackson, and he did exactly what he was supposed to do. He starched this dude. But I still have a lot of question marks around Pete Rodriguez. Right. He hasn't had a fight last longer than three minutes. So how good his takedown defense is, is yet to be determined. And you better believe Grimbo's is going to be shooting for a takedown within the first 30 seconds. Or as soon as he feels Pete Rodriguez's power, he's going to be spamming takedowns. So we're going to find out real quick if we're stupid or not, but there, at this line. There is absolutely no way I am staying away from Pete Rodriguez here. This feels like a um, kind of similar to a Bryce Mitchell, Josh Emmett, where one guy has the opinion of I'm just going to come in here and I'm going to take you down. I'm going to impose my wrestling and Pete Rodriguez. His logic is I'm just going to knock you the fuck out or I'm going to die trying. So I'm taking Pete Rodriguez to get the knockout. he hasn't fight had a fight last longer than three minutes, so I'm gonna say it's gonna happen in round one. if Pete Rodriguez does not get that early finish, you' better believe he's getting submitted but Pete Rodriguez them Grimbo at minus three hundred is laughable. I'm going Pete Rodriguez to sleep this motherfucker
0: yeah yeah i don't, i i uh I'm with you. I think everything that you say is correct, but just for me, it's like Pete Rodriguez is going to be the stronger guy. He's going to be the, the physically stronger guy. Yeah. He's shorter by quite a bit. Five, nine versus six, one here on topology, you know, fucking sometimes topology is way off by the way, but I, I know, uh, Garimbo is pretty tall. Uh, Rodriguez is a, you know, he's a Mexican. He's, you know, typically these dudes are, are shorter. um, but he's he's fucking strong, man. He's a strong dude. I think he's itching to get in. I think he wants to fight for his job. I think Garimbo is gonna be fucking lazy because he got a fucking free house. How do you get a free house? There's so many people that are more deserving of a free house in the UFC. And this dude uh just, you know, gets a free house by the rock, and he seems like a good guy and all that stuff, but I don't think he deserved that. And I think that it's going to soften him up a little bit. And I think, like, like you said, uh, Jared, I think that that we see a knockout in round one by my fellow Tucsonan brother here. Charles Johnson versus Azat Maxim. I wish that I uh, could have the first take on this, but, uh, Jared, I'll give you this one.
2: All right, well, I kind of hate Maxim because I bet heavy on Tyson Nam in Maxim's debut because I believe Maxim's not that good. I was heavy on the 40-year-old flyweight Tyson Nam, and I still believe Tyson Nam won that fight. But I can't deny it. Maxim is a well-rounded fighter. I was able to watch the fight without a betting bias. Maxim's well-rounded. He did do good work in that fight. Personally, I don't think it was enough for him to get the nod, but for whatever reason, these guys from Kazakhstan and these guys from Dagestan, these undefeated guys with super padded records... The UFC likes to keep them undefeated for whatever reason. And they gave him what was supposed to be a favorable matchup against a 40-year-old flyweight. But Tyson Nam made it a much closer fight. But you know anything close, it's going Maxim's way. I got burnt on that one, and that's okay. Because I got to learn a lot about Maxim. If you start tagging this dude up, he's going to shoot desperate takedowns. They're going to be sloppy. There's going to be no setup to it. He's just going to be shooting. And I want to say against Tyson Nam, he landed, he was probably like two for 10, maybe two for 12 on takedowns. Um, but I don't want to take away from him too much. As much as I think his record's padded, as much as I think he lost that fight, and I kind of hate him, he is a good fighter, and he is UFC caliber. When I look at Charles Johnson, at a Tiger Muay Thai, of course he has good technical striking, but... He really has pillow hands. I think the only guy he's knocked out in the UFC was Jimmy Flick, mm-hmm. which Malcolm Gordon was about to knock out Jimmy Flick before he fucking falls into a choke. But Charles Johnson, you know, good striking. He's very technical, but he's susceptible to wrestle fuck. And if Maxim can wrestle fuck him, I mean, it's going to be a very long night for Charles Johnson.
0: Right.
2: He... You know, my my major issue with Charles Johnson is I think he's a decent fighter. I think he does have potential, but he's a definition of a slow starter, and he's way too slow of a starter. I feel like every Charles Johnson fight I watch, it's him down two rounds, and then in the third round, he starts putting it on his opponent. But it's too little too late at that point. I don't want to bet on a guy that's going to be behind. On, I know he's going to be behind on the scorecards because I know Maxim's active. I just... Charles Johnson just hasn't been able to put it together against certain opponents that just I mean, it's the late starts, man. I, I can't bet on a guy that's a slow starter like that. If you're a slow starter and you have a knockout ability, maybe you can get me to bet on you, but I don't see much of a knockout threat on Johnson's side. There's zero grappling threat. I don't see him offering Maxim anything. Maxim's not going to be able to handle. So I'm going to side with Maxim here. I will give Charles Johnson this. He's never been finished, so we'll say instead of a close decision, Maxim wins a unanimous decision.
0: Yeah, there's something to be said about a, uh, a a slow starter like Charles Johnson versus like a Joshua Van, right? Joshua Van is a slow fucking starter, but, I mean, just phenomenal in, in rounds two and yep. three, and, and he, he showed that last time he fought.
2: Or the same thing with um, <clears throat> Chris Curtis. We know he's a slow starter, but he has that knockout ability. If Charles Johnson had that, then you can get your head around putting some money on him. But the guy just starts way too slow for me, man. It's just it's one of these matchups where, you know, he's going to be behind on the scorecards. And he's not the guy that's going to land that big shot. It's right there. Baby. Dope
0: card right there. Rookie card. Rookie card. Chris Curtis. Um, Yeah, man, uh, I, I'm right there with you. Uh, I want to hear what Alex has to say. Uh, Another fight I don't want to bet because it's going to go like he had
1: Tyson Nam last fight and he did win that fight and they robbed him. And the the live odds said that he won. He was up two rounds and he's plus 300 going into the third round. And I'm like, dude I'm texting Jared. I said, bro, they're going to rob you. They're going to rob you blind. And, you know, these odds on a three fight losing streak, Charles Johnson He's only plus 160 against an undefeated Kazakh- Kazakhstani guy. Come on, man. This screams red flags left and right. I'm going to go with the over one and a half because I believe in both of their durability. And got in my head, I'm going to go Johnson by decision, baby. Fuck it.
0: Okay. I actually had a markdown for you, Azat, because I thought that you were going to go that way. But, yeah, I can't hate you for doing that, dude. It, uh, it makes sense. It's, um you know, uh, Azza has nothing really to fight for here. Charles Johnson has his job to fight for here. I just, uh, I don't know. Like you said, he's not a bad fighter. Um, We'll see. We'll see what happens here. It's, it's definitely one to stay away from. I think that a, a wiser bet would actually be, you know, just shoot the, throw the dart and see if you can cash that Johnson ticket. Why not? Now, this one's fun. This one's fun for a couple of low level women fighters. Molly McCann versus Deanna Belbitza. Um Deanna Belbitza fighting a BK or I'm sorry, not fighting. Maybe they are fighting, but maybe uh maybe not. She's dating Cameron Van Camp. He's a BKFC fighter now, right? Um dude, I think Molly McCann wins this. I'm sorry. I, these are two bad fighters. Molly McCann wins. Diana Beats is a striker. Don't Ma- forget,
2: this is the rematch everybody's been wanting.
0: It is. This is true. Um, I don't know when they fought initially. I had heard that, but man, I think Molly McCann gets this done. I think that she knocks out Bel- Belbizza. She's meaner. She's more physical. Deanna Bell Beats is too pretty, man. She she shouldn't be in MMA. She should be doing something else. Molly McCann's a, a lesbian and nothing against <laughs> lesbians. But, you know, Deanna Bell Beats is a pretty, you know, dainty girl. Yeah, she's a long striker and all this stuff. But she's not, she's not fighting material, in my opinion. And I think Molly McCann gets this done pretty fucking easily, to be honest. I think she gets a round one knockout. Everyone's going to be low on McCann. And, and McCann is not good. But McCann gets a knockout here. I don't know if it's in round one or round two, but give me round one knockout, McCann. Uh, Alex, where are you at here?
1: Molly! Meatball! Give me that! (laughs) Give me that money! I think Diana got to wrestle yeah. If I see Diana wrestling, though, I'm going to be cashing out. I'm going to be running. I'm going to be swearing at the TV. But right. the, every second this sits on the feet, I think Molly's just going to walk her down, win on pressure, win on volume. Give me that Molly McCann money line, Palay piece, baby. Easy.
0: Yeah, it is an easy win. It just seems like, um, yeah, I see a knockout coming. Hey, I, I, I'm i more confident in the, you know, they're, 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 the UFC is invested in certain people and they're invested in Molly McCann. They want Molly McCann to do well just like they want Patty to do well. Um, They're testing Patty a little bit more than they are Molly McCann. Molly McCann has failed her last two tests. So they're giving her a layup here, in my opinion. Um, But yeah, Jared, where are you at on this one?
2: Uh, I think the only reason that this rematch is even happening is to get Molly back in the win column. Just kind of set her up for the next time her and Patty are on the same card. But, um, I mean, we know Molly. She's a one-trick pony. She can't grapple, and she's one of the few girls with finishing ability, or knockout ability, rather. I mean, she's not good, but Belbita is by no stretch of the imagination good. We've seen this fight before. Molly wins a unanimous decision, and we know how these go in these rematches. The method never seems to be the same way. I think Molly's just going to knock her out. I think this one's pretty clear-cut. We don't really need to spend too much time on it. I'll decide with Molly to get a knockout, get back in the wind column. I'll call it round two.
0: Okay. Yeah. I like it. Um, when did they fight last? I want to say 2019. 2019. Oh yeah.
2: Right right there. Oh
0: um, yeah. Decision. Yeah, man. I just don't see it. Um, like I said, I don't I don't think that uh Belbitza is UFC material. Um I, re- I really don't think McKenna is either, but man, just the difference in like the um the aggression that these girls have. Like Diana's gonna go out there and try and point fight and Molly's gonna try and get around one knockout. So I lean with the ladder here. Um Alex, take this one first, man. Uh Gilbert Urbina versus Charlie. Radke, Chuck Buffalo, one of the greatest nicknames of all time.
1: Uh, I wasn't really all that impressed with Chuck last fight, man. I all. really wasn't. I, I really wasn't. I bet him. I'll take the dub, but I, I think this is a little bit of a step up for him. I'm going with Gilbert. I don't like the line, but I'll take it. I'll lay a little bit of juice on Gilbert. I think he's a round robin piece for me. I'm gonna go Gilbert. I think he's fought the better competition. And I think Chuck Buffalo is gonna get his first loss in the UFC. I'm going Gilbert, baby. Let's go confident.
0: Method and round, buddy. You know the drill. This isn't an official bet. This is just, you know, for the show. I'm going to go Gilbert decision. I'm going to go
1: Gilbert decision. I think he makes it clear clear as can be. Unanimous.
0: Okay. I respect that, and I agree one million percent. I think that, um, dude, Blood Diamond. That guy... That that hard of a nickname should not go to a fighter that is that incompetent. Somebody named Blood Diamond should not be as bad as Blood Diamond was in the UFC. So yeah, dude, um, for for uh, Charlie Radke, Chuck Buffalo to go in and be gassed, so gassed, and not even really be able to take down this really mediocre kickboxer, man. He, he, I don't, I don't even know if he really got any takedowns. He was kind of wrestling him against the fence. I remember it was very boring. Uh, I was sweating it because I had him in a big parlay. He ended up cashing for me. So thank you for that. But, um, yeah, I think it, it, it just really goes to show on how bad blood diamond is. Um, Mike Mathetha is his real name, I believe. And yeah, dude, just a bad fighter, bad, bad fighter. Um, I actually, I'm friends with a guy. Uh, I went to high school with a dude that fought. Um, his name's Caleb Crump, and he fought. He got knocked out by Charlie Radke uh, here. Caleb Crump, right here. Um, Caleb, you know, he's a he's a nice dude. He's a, he's he's somebody that's out there on his grind, but he's five and five. He's working. He uh, he works with um, Neil Magny quite a bit out of Elevation Fight Team. Um, just. You know, I don't know, man. I I, I can't say anything because I don't want to be too mean, but I just don't think that Charlie Radke's UFC level. I, I really don't. So I think he got in. He got kind of lucky getting there. I think he's going to go probably, you know, one and three, and then he's going to get his walking papers. But I think Gilbert Urbina gets this done here very easily. Um, Probably round two, round three. Possibly a knockout, possibly a submission, but I see a finish. Gun to head. Give me Gilbert by, uh... give me Gilbert by knockout round one. Or, I'm sorry, round three. KO round three. What do you got, Jaron?
2: So Charles Radke was a dude that I was actually really excited for his debut, and I saw Blood Diamond. I'm like, oh my god, this is a layup. He's gonna submit this guy in the first round. I have Ratkey money line on every single parlay, and then I do a straight bet on Ratkey. By submission, and if you struggle with Blood Diamond, you're automatically dead to me. Yeah, I mean it's just it's such a bad look. Maybe yeah, it's his first UFC fight. I'm sure the UFC jitters played a part, but UFC jitters got nothing to do with cardio. There were points where he was getting outworked by fucking Blood Diamond. That that's crazy to me. At least when I look at Gilbert Urbina, he's a dude with a significant height advantage. And he's actually good on the feet. He uses that size really well. He throws a lot of teap kicks. He throws, you know, he's always putting his jab out there. And he has some serious speed behind his punches. I don't think Radke's very good on the feet. I think he desperately needs to get this fight on the mat. And as long as Urbina can stuff those takedowns, he should do just fine here. I, I mean, I will not be anywhere near Radke. He's fucking dead to me. Maybe I'm like a lot of people fading this guy because of how horrible he looked against a guy like Blood Diamond. Maybe we get burnt. Maybe we don't. Right. I am all on Urbina here. I wouldn't bet Radkey with your money.
0: Yeah, I've actually seen some people commenting on videos that are out there right now where they're like, dude, I, I'm all in on Radkey." Um, oh, I love they, to hear that. Most of the people that are all in on Radkey are all in on him because he said he called the Australian crowd faggots. It's not because he actually- I will
2: give I, I will give him that. The second this like the very first time this guy gets a microphone in front of him in the UFC within five seconds he's saying faggot. Right. It was hilarious. I'm here for it. It's Love. funny. But that doesn't mean that you're good. Oh it's very funny, but it doesn't mean you're good at fighting because you had a fucking hard time with blood diamond. Right.
0: So yeah and and yeah he he looks the part. He looks like a mean dude. Uh, he's got power, clearly. I mean, he could knock out Urbina in the first 30 seconds. It's possible. But, yeah, man, just because you call uh, a stadium of people faggots doesn't mean that we're going to bet on you the next time.
2: What's Very your- funny, though. If he gets a microphone in his hands again, I want to hear it. It's very funny. Right.
0: What's your method, Jared?
2: Uh I'm going to say a decision. i am uh, got to give Radke. I mean, maybe it, I, I kind of like your opinion on that round three Cause Racky does, you know, maybe he'll gas gets a little sloppy, but I'll give him a little bit of credit here. I'll say it goes the distance, but I am all on
0: Urbina. Cool. Okay. I'll take my uh, sexy Latinas here. Uh, give me baby girl, Natalia Silva all day. Viviana Rouge versus Natalia Silva. This is a confident, confident finish. I think that we see a finish here. Um, I don't know if it's knockout or if it's submission, but Natalia Silva absolutely finishes Vivian Arujo. Um, Silva's the real deal, dude. I think, you know, this is somebody that the UFC is behind. She's attractive. She's young. Um, she is 27 years old today. Happy birthday, baby girl. Okay. Um, yeah, dude. Alex, where are you at here? <laughs> Baby girl. Yeah, she's she's a marketable one, huh? Right.
1: Yeah, I'm all over her. This is this is the new one. This is the she's gonna take over Vivi's spot here, number seven. Yep. She's gonna take that spot right away from her. Vivi's gonna be the gatekeeper from now on. I love this pick. I'm all over it. Do I like the line? No. But do I, am I gonna parlay her? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm all over this. Natalia Silva. I don't know about run, that finish man. though. If you I have to, you know, Vivi likes to gas out round three. I guess if I'm going to go to finish it, go round three. I'm going to go with the finish round three knockout. Let's go, baby. I'm with it. And Talia Silva, lock of the cod. Let's go. But I think it could be sweaty because Vivi likes to wrestle those first two yeah. rounds. I think it could be a little bit sweaty. If I've you want to no get a little bit greedy there. on this, you could get a little live bet in, watch the first round because Vivi comes out hot. She got strong hands, you know, she may even drop Natalia once. But I'm telling you, I'm hopping on that live line. I might even double dip on this.
0: I got no worries with Vivi on this one. I, I respect what you're saying, Alex, but, uh, dude, you know, and, and for clarity, I am taking KO round two for Silva. I think she's just got to get it. She's a, Silva's a little bit of a slow starter, but she is going to just absolutely dominate. Viviani Arujo. she lost, uh, lost to, who'd she lose to? That was, uh, it was a bad loss. Um, Chukagin, everyone loses to her.
2: I don't think you're going to find a bad loss on her record. If it, I think she, out of those three girls, I think the only other girl she's lost to in the UFC was Jessica. I that's back when Jessica Ai was actually pretty good.
0: Okay.
1: Rebus was a bad loss. I think I lost on her there. I thought she, she was winning that fight too. She gave it away. I, I was very disappointed in her there. that That's the loss I think that was.
0: Yeah, I remember seeing her just not look good. And even in that Jennifer Meyer win, it was like, dude, who fucking what? It didn't seem like that was a unanimous win. So, yeah, dude, uh, all day it's Silva. But, uh, Jared, where are you at on this one, man? As
2: Alex knows, I'm a fan of Viviani Arujo I think she's underrated. I think she's very well-rounded. But the issue with her is she always seems to gas out in those later rounds. It's just she has a strength of schedule that's not even close to Natalia Silva. Um, but the one thing that's glaring at me is the age. It feels like an out with the old, in with the new situation. Natalia Silva, I was trying to find so many reasons to bet on a Rujo here, especially at this line. Natalia Silva, I can't deny it. The girl's good. She's well-rounded. She's got good striking. She's fast. She hits hard. She hot. can grapple. She has all the tools required to be a serious contender.
0: But say it too, she's also very, very hot. You gotta admit.
2: You know what? No, I'm going to say that Viviani Arujo is one of the hotties, hottest lesbians in the UFC. I think you she like gets slept MILF on characters. a little bit.
0: The MILF characters you like, huh?
2: I don't know. Maybe I I don't know what it is. Maybe I have some issues deep down, but (laughs) she's one of the hotter lesbians in the UFC for sure.
0: I respect it, Okay.
2: But I mean, I just, I I tried everything to find a reason to bet on her, but I just can't. It really seems like out with the old in with the new. She's 37 years old. She's had 10 UFC fights. She's like six and four in the UFC. I want to say, or maybe even five and five, but I think six and four. But regardless, dude, she's she's just one of those girls that she's, I think, entering that state of certified gatekeeper. I think she can keep a lot of girls out of the top 10 and hold that gate. But this is one of these ones. Natalia Silva is just going to keep moving up in the ranks, and she's going to cause some trouble in this division. So, unfortunately, as much as I hate to do it, I have to take Natalia Silva by decision and... It feels pretty clear-cut. I mean, maybe she might get out-wrestled early and the line comes down a little bit, but I'm giving Viviani credit here. I don't think she's going to get finished, but I do think she's going to slow down. Natalia Silva should win a decision over her.
0: Got it. Yeah, man, I think uh, Silva fights for a belt someday, to be honest. I think she absolutely does. She's only 27. This is fairly young. I'm high hey, on We her.
2: skipped the fight, by the way.
0: Which one? Oh, yeah, we did. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to these. Uh, I mean, this is to me, this is whatever. So I, you know, I miss this. Uh, uh, you know, this is a Freudian slip, Jared. Since you called it out, take us away on this. Uh, you know, we've got a an, an ev versus an ov. Couple fucking Russians uh, fighting here. We got uh, a Lise kebab. I mean, dude, if anyone knows these names, go for it, dude. I don't fucking. I can't pronounce these things. What do you got? All right.
2: I remember when Murdoch came into the UFC and and he had some hype behind him because he was training with Floyd Mayweather. And it's like, yeah, this guy's from Uzbekistan, like one of those countries. But believe it or not, he's not a wrestler. This guy can actually strike. He's got some speed. He's got some power. Every time you see him lose, it's against a higher level grappler. I mean, it's very clear he has a weakness in the grappling department. And what you're looking at on the other side Undefeated Dagestani, wet blanket, it's pretty clear cut here. I do think Murdov could have his moments, but realistically, he's probably going to get wet blanketed. He's probably going to get submitted in the first or second round. I mean, the guy is, you know, he can be exciting, but if all, all you need is wrestling skills to beat him. And the undefeated Dagestani, whose name I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce, this that has him written all over it, man. I I mean, I'm going to go with him to Kaisriev to submit Muradov in the first round.
0: Well, why don't we just call it, why don't we just say that this fight is between the Black Wolf and Mock and the Black Wolf is the wrestler and Mock is the striker, okay? I'm sorry, guys. I mean, you know, this is this is this, some of these names are tough, but obviously Jared is going with the Black Wolf here. Alex do you agree or disagree? Well, after McMahon's uh, last win, he kind of
1: seems like he has a wrestling base, too. and uh, does
0: not.
1: He kind of does, though. He got some takedowns against Barbarina, and that was a sweaty third round. He gassed a out.
2: 39-year-old Barbarina. I'm sorry.
1: He gasped out bad. For, I wanted him to finish Barbarina, and that kind of cost me a bet, I believe. But uh, I did have a huge bet on Makhmud in that fight. But now I think it's time to get off the bandwagon. It's not often we get dog odds on Muradov. But I'm going to go with the Black Wolf round three. He's going to expose that gas tank of Muradov. And we all know that the wrestling gets people tired faster. Yep. So I think there's going to be a lot of wrestling in this fight. And I'm gonna go kriziev to remain undefeated. Let's go round three submission.
0: Like it, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, agree with you, Alex. I will just take it a, a step further, and I'll say it's round two, for the sake of you know. Excuse me, spreading it around a little bit. But this one's fun. This is actually a fun fight. That that you know, the last two, it, it seems like it's pretty obvious. Um, we've got Randy Brown versus Muslim Salikov. It's Randy Brown for me all day. Randy Brown gets this done. Salikov, um, you know he's a he's a well-rounded dude. I think he's done uh, some Sando Sambo. Um, you know the, he he's pretty well known in the uh, wrestling world as the King of Kung Fu, but I think he's got more submission ones than anything else, right? I no? He's got Ground and pound wins. Um, I just think that Randy Brown is a freak of nature at this weight class. He's the younger guy by almost seven years. Um, give me Randy Brown, the longer striker. I think his takedown defense is good enough to to you know stand up. And, and really fuck up this uh this shorter russian dude. How much shorter is this guy? 511 versus 63. Not a crazy height difference, but enough. Randy Brown is one of these guys that fights really well as a tall person. He utilizes his his you know, reach advantage and his length. So yeah, man. Um I don't think he he gets a finish here. I think that, you know, uh, Salakov is tough enough, but give me Randy Brown decision. Uh, I think it's a unanimous decision. I think that he beats the shit out of Salikov for 15 minutes. Uh, Randy Brown decision. What do you got, Alex? I've
1: been back and forth on this fight. I, I just like this fight a lot. It's kind of like trusting Brandy around. Uh I, I'm not going to be betting this fight. Another fight, I like the over one and a half. I think this fight goes a while. Gun in my head. I'll trust Randy to get a decision, even though who did he fight last? Um The Brazilian guy, Wellington Thurman. Yeah, I thought he lost that fight, and I bet huge money on Randy Brown. I thought I got gifted a win there. You know, I don't like this fight at all. I'll go Randy Brown by decision. I'm not super confident. I think this is an easy stay-away fight because I think Muslim's going to be looking good early. He's got that pressure. But another one who kibbies out later in the fight, who gets tired, especially if he mixes it up. We've seen him. You know, be winning a lot of fights and then just lose. I don't like this Plus, fight at all.
0: You mentioned something that sparked something in my head. You know, Salakov is, is, is pressure heavy in the beginning. Randy Brown's an excellent counter-striker, man. Like, he really is a good counter-striker. So it's possible that we see a counter-strike, like, you know, like a cross or something that comes right. from
1: the- and it Right, and it's been a long time since Randy's gotten a finish. Like, when was the last time Randy's gotten a finish? He's been a decisionator for a while. Right. And um, yeah, I guess we could see him get a finish here. I guess that wouldn't be a bad pick. I'll go Randy Brown. Just not super confident, but he's definitely fought a lot of better competition as of late. So right. I'll go Randy Brown. And you're right, that is a good that is a good uh, a good eyeball right there. Randy Brown decision. Not super confident.
0: How many times has uh, Salakov been knocked out? Only once. That's not a good look. But yeah, man, I, I I just I could see that happening, man. I, I could see something going down where Rude Boy just catches him. Um, Jared, you stepped away for a second. We're both on Brown. We're we're not super high on him. Um, you know, Alex taking the over one point five. I'm taking the decision win by Rude Boy, but I think that it's possible that he gets a knockout, as I was mentioning. What do you got here?
2: Well, get your Selikov bets ready because I am also on Randy Brown. Okay. I think anytime your last name is Brown, it's a missed opportunity. If your nickname isn't downtown, I mean, right. come on. Right. But um, Salikov, Muslim Salikov. do not let the name fool you. This guy is a striker. He wants to keep it on the feet. He does have okay grappling, but he, you know he prefers this fight on the feet. I got two major, major issues with him. He slows down. And not only does he slow down, I've seen him get out-toughed, by yeah. um, especially by Nicholas Dalby. A fight that he was looking good early, and then you just got a tough guy that's not going to stop coming forward, and you see him start to fold under that kind of aggressive pressure.
0: Yeah, Dalby's a beast, dude.
2: Randy Brown, long, lanky striker, and he's got, an, I think, an 8-inch reach advantage here, and he's going to use that range well. He maintains his distance pretty well. And like you said, he's a good counter striker. I think this is probably going to play out like a kickboxing matchup unless Solikov gets irritated and wants us, you know, irritated in the striking department where he can't find the dude that has an eight inch reach advantage on him. And I think if Solikov gets irritated and starts shooting takedowns, that's a mistake because Randy Brown has some good grappling in his back pocket. Uh, I don't love the line here, but I think Salikov is going to have a hard time finding Randy Brown. Yeah, he's really good at maintaining distance and controlling his range. I think Randy Brown's probably just going to outpoint him in a kickboxing match. And I would like to think he gets his... If he's going to get a finish here, it's going to be late. So maybe look at the over one and a half. Because Salikov does slow down around halfway through the second round. Maybe Randy gets a finish in round three. But I'm my official pick. I'm going to say Randy Brown wins a decision here.
0: Yeah, dude. I, uh, I definitely am on the same fucking thing. And we're all on Brown. So that's what that, that does make me a little nervous, to be honest. But because this is something that could end up being close. But at the end of the day, man, I think that, uh, I think the UFC wants somebody like Randy Brown to win. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's a safer bet. Now, this is where shit starts to get interesting. And I want to just have like an open discussion. I don't want on these last two fights to, you know, just throw your picks out right away. But we've got Haneto Moicano versus Drew Dober. We've got somebody in Haneto that could be chinny, possibly. He's a much more well-rounded fighter. We've got Drew Dober, who is primarily a striker possibly his chin was cracked when he fought last time who knows we're not sure uh it seemed like it could have been a premature stop but he did get dropped where are your guys' thoughts both you guys i mean just anyone that that wants to speak up here where are your wait, wait. thoughts here before we actually get are
2: you, are you talking about the frivola fight
0: yes he fought uh ricky
2: glenn after that okay I believe he got a Yeah, he did get a finish. Um, So Moicano, I question his chin. I question his cardio. I don't question his heart. This is a guy that is, I mean, he pushes it, man. He, I mean, every moment of this fight that he's conscious, he's going to be trying to win. Um, And for a guy with zero knockouts on his record, his striking really isn't bad. Of course, he definitely wants his fight on the mat against a guy like Dober, but... I just uh, I don't think it's a a landslide of a difference on the feet, but I have to give the edge to Doberman. I mean, he's just he's aggressive. He's a guy I'd like to bet on, even though he's like 13 and seven in the UFC. It's not a guy. I don't hate betting on him because he's a guy that fights for your money. He's always trying to finish a fight. You better kill this dude if you're going to get him out of there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a way that he loses by getting killed, essentially. Um, Alex, what are your thoughts on this, man, before we give our actual picks here? I'm a, I'm a little biased on this one. I'm just
1: biased. I do you I, like? I love Drew Dober. I'm a big fan. Yeah, me too. Guy. You, you like that shin, huh? He's my guy. <laughs> I always back him. And I'm going to get betting with my heart here. And my only problem I have here is that it's a three-round fight. I would have rather seen a five-round fight.
0: I think this should why? this is a great
1: main event, in my opinion.
0: Why? Why a great fight a, for Dober? Uh,
1: that- I, I feel like every round that is going to take more damage. It's going to add on, kind of like the RDA fight. And now he's fighting an even scrappier guy, in my opinion, whose whose main whose main um, style of fight is Muay Thai. He's a Muay Thai-style fighter. and Let I me play,
2: let me play devil's advocate here for a second. Go ahead. When you talk about that RDA fight, I think the reason RDA had so much success on the feet is because Kano, every time RDA shot on him, he took him down. That's not something he's going to worry about with Drew Dober. Drew Dober's not going to be spamming takedowns on him. Every single time RDA shot, he got him down. And he was, you know, and he got so distracted worrying about that takedown threat. I mean, you're seeing RDA, who we know is a grappler, piecing him up on the feet.
1: That's a good point. And I guess, gun to my head, I, I would love a double method bet here. I like, yeah, hit last week with uh, Jimmy Flick and Gordon. I would give a double method here. I'm going to trust Drew Dober's chin. So I think Renato can only win by decision or sub. And I'd go with the sub. You know, if he's smart, he knows how, how ruthless, uh, Drew Dober is on the feet. He's going to be ruthless. So, and Drew Dober has gone for takedowns too. He doesn't show him the the smartest IQ in the UFC. He's gone for takedowns. And if he goes (laughs) for a takedown against Renato, Renato might want, want to take it there. So Renato by sub, Drew Dober by KO is definitely what I'm leaning. It's probably going to be a favorite. But uh, gun to my head, I-, I love Drew Dober here. I love him. I, I got to go with Drew Dober to-, to crack that chin one more time. And I, I think he's going to get up in the rankings a little bit. I think he's a prime gatekeeper for the top 10. Neither This fight doesn't matter for either of them. They're already both in the top 15. So it's just a fun filler fight. And, you know, they're both be at pretty much the same position they're in, regardless of a win or a loss. So I, I just believe that Drew Dober is going to be on the way up. But if Renato's smart, leg kicks and some grappling would do him a lot of justice and could even eke him out a decision. This is one of the more unpredictable fights on the card. But give me dog money on Drew Dober, baby. I'll take that.
0: Okay. You got Dober. Uh, what was the method, Alex? I'll go
1: round three, K.O. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I'm just aheady on that. I, I got. Um, in my opinion, you guys said everything that that I that I wanted to say. But I got Drew Dober round two knockout. I think that he pieces Moicano up. I think it might be a little bit, you know, contested in round one. It's going to be close. But I mean, dude, Drew Dober. He's he, he, there's something there. There's something pretty special about this dude, and he hasn't really like transcended yet. Um, you know, he's popular and and people like him. Obviously Alex likes him. I like him. I don't know what it is, man. He's got something that I think the UFC wants. Moicano has it too. Right. I mean, the the whole money Moicano thing, that's a huge, uh, movement. It seems like that's going on and it seems like it just, but but he
2: has that epic post fight interview and then we don't see him for a year because he has, and, and mind you, he's coming back from knee surgery too.
0: Right. So this is the thing. Um, I, I I just have to pick Dober here. I think this is a competitive fight, but anytime someone's chinny and they're fighting a fucking bomb thrower, like you can't, how, how, how is anyone going to pick Moicano here? Now with me saying that, of course, Moicano has a chance to win and he's a, he's a compassionate dude. He seems like a very, very like, it seems like a cool ass dude. Both these guys seem cool. So I, I, I hate to see either one of these guys lose, but I think that Drew Dober, with the bomb-throwing, the brawling style, I think his takedown defense holds up against Moicano, and I think he fucking knocks this dude out. It could happen in round one, but I'm going round two. Um, I think it could it could potentially happen very early. I think Moicano might be kind of overrated. He might be leaning too much into his social media shit that he's doing, his YouTube channel. Um, Drew Dober's not doing that shit, and I think, you know, Drew Dober, and if Drew Dober has a channel, I don't know about it, and that's the difference, is that he's not he's not leaning into it as much. So, um, yeah, Drew Dober gets a knockout here at some point. I think it's round two. Could be round one. Hopefully, for Alex's sake, it's round three. Jared, what was your method?
2: Yeah, so I'm going to take Dober to get a knockout. I'm going to say it comes in the second round because – Right off the bat, Moicano, I swear, almost every fight, he blasts a couple low kicks, and then he starts spamming takedowns. If he doesn't get those takedowns, he get, he's going to gas out, or he's going to, if not gas completely, he's going to slow down significantly. And throwing those leg kicks, I mean, he's he's open to eat a lot of shots from a guy like Dover. And like you said, man, you got a guy that might be chinny against a guy that throws fucking bombs it's hard to stay away from dober here i mean with this line at plus 120 it's i mean how do you not take dober i mean you know what you're getting with
0: him right jared it almost seems too obvious and that's what's scary right it's one of those
2: things that almost feels too good to be true i mean dober's a hard hitter man and he doesn't mind taking one to land one and i don't think any of the ones he's going to take from moicano are going to be anywhere near as damaging as the ones that dober is going to put on him right so what he needs to do though he needs to push a pace and he needs to stuff the takedowns early. If he's not stuffing these early takedowns, get ready to start sweating.
0: Yeah, I think I think uh Dober has uh, Dober has no problem stuffing those takedowns but another fight here. Uh so we're all on Dober. On this one. And that's, that's, it's interesting because Moicano has gotten so popular recently. So I think a lot of people might be on Moicano and it might not be a bad bet to take Moicano, to be honest. But I just, I can't get there, man. The line is suspicious. It's a sus line. But yeah, dude, I'm, uh, I'm on, uh, we're all on Doer. Now let's go to the main event here. And um, this is another interesting fight. I feel like I might disagree with you guys on this. Roman Delize versus Nasser Dean Imovov. is he French is he Russian we're not sure he fights out of France but he is the Russian sniper in Dean Imovov. he beat Chris Curtis he lost to Sean Strickland uh everyone that loses to Sean Strickland unless your name is um Abus Magomedov it's a it's a split decision loss or a win so you know we can't we can't really hate on Imavov too much for that, but Roman Delize, this dangerous grappler, he's got some good striking. He's just a man. He's I mean this guy's a fucking beast. So it's going to be interesting to hear where your thoughts are on this, guys. I'll uh, I'll give this to you, Jared, first. What do you got? And then Alex, I want to hear from you, and I'll I'll clean it up.
2: Well, I think a lot of people look at Delize as just a strong wrestler or just a power striker. I think he's a lot more than that. This guy, I mean, he can scramble for days. I mean, it's not often you see him on his back, but the second he hits his back, he blasts elbows and he's trying to grab something. If he's not blasting elbows, he's trying to set up a submission attempt, which, you know, he's definitely more than what he's made out to be. And in this fight, though i feel like he's probably just going to be hunting for that big knockout and against a guy like Imavov, he's rangy he's technical i'm not sure if that big ko is going to come just imovov he maintains his distance really well the way i look at this is it's probably going to play out on the feet and if it does Lindsay wants it to be a brawl imovov wants it to be a technical kickboxing match so you, gotta, you, know, you got a guy that wants a brawl and a guy that doesn't. The guy that doesn't, he I think Imovov has a speed advantage here, and he blasts that jab out there. And I think Delize is probably going to have a hard time working around that. He's It'd be smart for him to try to take Imovov to the ground, but Imovov does have some grappling skills in his back pocket too. I don't know if it's on the same level as Delize's, but I'm going to side with Imavov to avoid the heavy shots. It's a five-round fight. I think Imavov can keep it clean. I'm sure Delizy will have his moments. If you're an Imavov better where your heart drops, but I do think the Imov is the better striker. He's more technical. He seems sharper. He seems cleaner. As long as this fight doesn't turn into a fucking firefight or a crazy brawl, and this fight stays at distance, it's Imavov all day. The only thing Delizy has to offer him is a big knockout threat, and if it gets to the ground, which I don't imagine it will, he's going to be going for submissions constantly. I'm going to side with the longer, rangier guy, and I know Dalidze. He's a you know he's a big motherfucker. He's mean. Imovov's mean too. This guy, I love his attitude when he comes in into fight. I think he's going to match that energy of Dalidze, trying to intimidate him. I, I, I'm all on Imovov here, man. I, I just think he's. I just think he's the better fighter. And I think when I first looked at this line, I know DeFleetze has a little bit of hype behind him. And the more I broke down tape, the more I see this line is very accurate. Imovov's the rightful favorite here, and he should win this fight. And I'll say he wins it by decision.
0: I like it. Alex, what are you going to do you got,
1: dude? I won't be betting this fight. Uh, I just want to say that right now. I won't be betting this fight. I'll be betting over one and a half, over two and a half. I think this fight goes a while. I think both of these guys are very, very durable. I think if there's any room for an early finish, probably going to be Roman by submission for Lukey because he's slick. He is slick with the submissions. Yeah. Oh, I know
2: it's Phil Haas, but look at that Phil Haas fight. Remember how bad he tweaked his knee? I know he got the knockout win, but that should have been a submission win because Haas was done. I think Mark Goddard must have bet on the knockout there.
1: Yeah. I have just been back and forth with this fight. I was originally on Romanov. I mean, I'm sorry, Roman. And uh I, I just think it's way too close of a fight. I see this fight going to a decision. Do I want to be a part of a close decision? Like Just like the last weeks, I was like, DDP is probably going to get this, but am I confident if, if I had thousands of dollars on this, would I want to cancel my bet, take my money back? Absolutely. And I don't want to be putting my money in these positions anymore. So I'm going to give everyone the pick, take the over two and a half, Probably going to be minus money, but as far as a pick, oh, you know, we haven't even seen Roman in a five round fight. Right? He's, he's extremely muscular. For all we know, he's going to gas out. So I think we're going to learn a lot about Roman, and I think we should just sit back and learn. But your Jared is absolutely right. The volume is going to be Nurseedine's friend in this fight, and I think anything close, they'll probably give it to him, but it could be just like that DDP fight we saw last week, Roman's that marketable guy from Georgia, they might want to push him along, push him up in the rankings, and he's good as well, and I think this is one of the more unpredictable fights, I think it's going to go over, that's the only thing I'm confident in this fight, but gun to my head, I'll go Imov by decision. Not super confident. I'm going against my gut here, which tells me Roman's going to win. It just kind of feels like a trap. They're giving me dog odds on this. And I think most of that dog odds is coming from the fact that he hasn't had a five-round fight. He hasn't fought the competition that Imovov has fought. I mean, other than Vittori. But he didn't look too good in that fight himself. Yeah. But, you know, I'll go Imovov decision. Not going to be betting this fight. I will be betting the over confidently.
0: And that's what I'm going to stick with. Who was it that fought Bobby Green and Bobby Green knocked him the fuck out in 30, 10 seconds? Grant Dawson. Grant Dawson. This could be like that. And Bobby Green, in this case, would be Roma delize But I think if this fight actually plays out and it gets going, Nasser wins 10 times out of 10. I don't think Dalidze wins a decision. I think he gasses out after round two because um, is going to put a pace on him, man. And and if this goes long, my thing that I have written down here I have knockout round four, five, or a decision, and it's going to favor Nasruddin. I, I think that, that, you know, I'll push back on what you were saying, Alex, where, you know, Dalidze is very marketable uh, as a Georgian fighter. I don't think that that UFC fans really like Georgian fighters. Like look at how much they're turning on Marab because Marab is like cucking for, for uh, Sterling, Aljamain Sterling and France. I mean, they, they, they go to France, you know, there, there's UFC cards in France. They've got Cyril gone. They've got a few other fighters out there. I forget. There's a, a, there's a black dude. I forget his name. Um, but he's like a fucking he's like the the version of Sean O'Malley out there. He's like a just a, a, a rock star out there. Um,
2: I'm glad I, you brought that up, too, because like this is one of these ones like I know Delizé has a little bit of hype behind him, but I'm not willing to pretend he's some young up and comer. He's 35 years old.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah, I mean, that's, I didn't even think to look at their ages, but yeah, that's, uh, that's a good point. It's just interesting, man. You know, th- this thing about fighting out of Ukraine, it seems like the Ukrainian fighters, they've been losing lately. You know, there was a, a little point in the war when, you know, when the, when the uh, Ukrainian Russian war was cool, all these Ukrainian fighters were getting favorable matchups and they were winning. I, I, I it, that's not the case anymore. Like all these Ukrainian fighters are getting their asses their shit is getting pushed in right now. And uh it's just interesting, man. It, it it's interesting. I think that there's different narratives that could be built off of how you know this fight goes. But I think that the UFC wants Imovov to win. He's the younger, more marketable guy. Roma Delice is like just like this freak. He's like this scary dude. Um I don't know. I I am heavy on Imovov. I I I actually will be betting this. And I think that he gets a late finish, round four, round five, or potentially a decision. Hopefully, that's not the case because I'm gonna I'm gonna try and parlay up the the two rounds, uh, or group the two rounds, four and five. But uh, yeah, Dalidze could get a a flash knockout like round one, round two, and at the beginning of any round. Dalidze is live, but I think you know uh, Imovov might even incorporate some kind of, you know. Like well-roundedness, he might take Dalidze down. I think it'd be a bad decision, but I think he might do it. Um, he's going to be the 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 one that outstrikes Dalidze though. So yeah, give me a, a technical to casuals. It'll it'll seem boring, but I think Imovov gets this done, man. And I think he does it emphatically. I think he does it easy. So that's my pick, man. We got it. We got them all. That's it. I mean, what else? Where, where do we go from here? Is when's the next pay per view? Two ninety-eight. Uh, at least three weeks, right? It's got to be in a in a little while, but yeah, man. Two ninety-nine is stacked. I know two ninety-eight is is next, but
1: February seventeenth,
0: got... February seventeenth.
1: Yep, Vulcan Ilya.
0: Ooh, I got Ilya in that To be honest, but. We'll see where that goes. How about Robert Whittaker versus Paulo Costa?
2: I mean, that seems like an easy Whittaker pick, no?
0: Give me that Paulo Costa money line. Give me that fight not fucking happening. That's That's a good take. The fight's not going to happen, dude. You think Paulo Costa is going to fucking fight Robert Whittaker? There's not a chance. All right, well,
2: how about a fight that will actually happen? How about Marab versus Henry Cejudo?
0: Marab wins that. All day. Yeah. Thousand percent. Uh yeah. I mean, I think Marab would beat Aljamain Sterling and and look at the way that Henry That's said.
2: why they've never done it. While Aljo was champ, that's why they wouldn't have that fight with Marab as the number one contender because he knew he'd beat him.
0: Yeah. I can't. I, I'll tell you guys right now. I can't wait until we get to UFC 299 because that is such a. a, a that's a better card than than 300. To be honest, 300's kind of looking like it's going to be a disappointment. Um, and by and by the way, I don't think Ronda Rousey ends up fighting on that. I thought so, but up until this point, no. yeah,
2: it was looking good. But no, now that they're announcing everything, it don't look like it.
0: Yeah, it's not going to happen. But, um, yeah, dude. Well, Either way, you know, we we've got some fun fights coming up. I think that we, we we laid some good bets down here. Um, we've got uh, we we are in agreement in a lot of these fights. There's not too many that we're disagreeing on. Um, but either way, dude, it's gonna be a good night for us. Well, let
2: me leave. Let me leave you with a couple parlays here. Let's go. I got to give you the whale bet. The whale bet. It's at even odds. I got Azat Maxim and Natalia Silva. Two of them together, even odds. That'll probably be my biggest bet of the night. And then I got a juicy one for you that Alex is gonna hate. You're probably gonna hate it too. It's a four-team parlay plus eleven hundred. We got Jiung Young Lee, Luana Carolina, Drew Dober, and Nasardine Imovov. Plus eleven hundred for those four.
1: It's not too bad, not too bad. Lee Carolina no. Melsic fight get canceled. When I have it on here, Melsic bagged versus William Gomez. Is that not happening anymore? On this card? Yeah.
0: No, that no, that's been canceled. Yeah, I don't think that was ever supposed to happen.
1: All over Melsic on that.
0: Oh yeah, over Gomez. Yeah, Gomez is one of those dudes. Gomez is the guy that I was talking about. The Jaguar. This dude is the fucking Sean O'Malley of France
2: it just keeps getting them favorable matchups.
0: Yeah, but, but at the end of the day he was But at
2: that point no, with that one I would be all over Messi.
0: Yeah, but he was yeah, he is a Yeah, he's uh he's a very interesting um character out there in France, man. People love this guy. And he's I I just don't fucking see it, man. It just goes to kind of show, you know, the level of talent out there in France versus the US, you know, it's 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 vastly different. But uh, I got to say, Jared, I don't think that that four-leg parlay is bad at all. Uh, do you have anything that you want to throw at the wall, Alex, before we get out of here? Uh,
1: I'm going to give you guys uh Luana Carolina money line. Let's go. Let's ride, baby. That's all I got. If you want more, just DM me on Instagram. I'll give you the whole slate for free. And uh definitely gonna find some a couple extra legs to parlay with Natalia Silva, and I'll be pounding that pretty hard. Just gotta find a couple extra legs, maybe one other fighter and an over one and a half to get it down to even odds. But other than that, that's what I have currently.
0: Cool. I'll give you uh my underdog lock is um is Pete Rodriguez, man. I am high on Pete Rodriguez. I think that he gets it done against them Garimbo so i'll I'll chime
2: in with an underdog straight bet to landing quinones
0: okay you're throwing all kinds of shit out there
2: yeah if you throw this much shit at the wall something's got to stick right
0: right right all right cool yeah Quinones, i i got a mark down but uh yeah man everybody out there good luck betting we're trying to put this out early um where can they find this on youtube alex
1: you can find us on YouTube, on our channel, Profit Picks, P-R-O-P-H-E-T, Picks, one word. And, um, yeah, we should have it uploaded. Uh, we're trying to get it out every Wednesday. So, uh,
0: God willing. God willing. And, yeah, this will be on my uh, typical feed where you guys hear this as well, audio-wise. And, uh, damn, guys, good luck, everybody. Just, uh, you know, bet responsibly. We're, we're getting in some murky waters. There is some weird shit going on on this card. I don't know what to think of it. It's not a sw- it's not it's not a card that I don't think any one of us is going to sweep. But um, you know, soon we'll we'll, we'll get there. We're going to have a card where it's like, yeah, this is it. But this is a tough card. So bet responsibly and um, you know, we got some fun stuff guys. So UFC Vegas 85. You heard it here, hopefully first. Bet responsibly. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.